ones um, as well as this one. But the most unique thing I've ever been found was very, very unique. On top of the fact that it was very considered. Come over here, get it. See, because this actually, uh, except for the synagogue, this would be like my highlight here because it really explains Mount Pelot very well. What do you see over here? Holes. Little holes, right? Tubs. What do you think these holes actually were used for? Water. Fire pits? Water for what? Bathing. Bathing? bathing? For animals? No, bathing. Different animals? Remember the name of the city? The Magi. Greek name of the city? Trachai? Fish. Uh, 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 fish. fish. Salted fish. So basically, this is the center for saltening fish. Why to salt in the fish? Preserve them. Preserve them. And then ship them away. Mm -hmm. So if we speak of Capernaum, we speak of Chorazin, we speak of Bethsaida, we speak of Tiberias. Important place. They're all fish. They all were fishermen from the lake. All the fish would actually come to Magdala. What to do in Magdala? Salt in the fish in order to preserve it and send it away. Uh -huh. And that's the main industry of Magdala. This is a very, like, really one in a kind around the Sea of Galilee. That means Magdala is the center for saltening fish. That's where the name actually came from. And we're speaking of Greek. Hmm. It's a way, it's before Jesus was here, before the Romans were here. That's actually what the city started to do already in the 4th century BC. Hmm. Magdala is also mentioned in Josephus Flavius' writings. Great uh, revolt of the Jews against the Romans broke out in 66 AD. A year later, there's a big fight on the lake. The water turned red because of the bloodshed. And Magdala is mentioned, as I said before, Josephus Flavius mentioned 30,000 people who were actually kicked out of their homes. Many historians actually argue that number because if you kicked out 30,000, what was the population of the city? I mean, uh, so the numbers are kind of unclear. But if he, speak, if he speaks of such a large number, it means the city was a very prosperous city. It was a large city. Um, you know, we spoke about Josephus being in the area. He fell off of his horse once, he needed the doctor. First place he actually saw a doctor was Capernaum. Next morning, he was not feeling well, they brought him, brought him to Magdala to see another doctor. Magdala is greater, Magdala is more central, Magdala has better doctors. Um, and, and you see, I mean, it's a center for something that was very, very needed at the time, which is actually saltening the fish. So uh, that's part of the marketplace of Magdala. We're continuing to the other side.
can see I have been doing that three times. Is this the other synagogue he was talking about? I guess if you leave it off so long. No, he said it was across the street. So guys, you can see here one of the mosaic floors. This is uh, probably one that survived. There were more on top of those kind of uh, spaces. And this is already a neighborhood that was a way more of an upscale neighborhood of Capernaum. Uh, where people had in the living rooms, beautiful mosaic floors, some gathering areas, uh, etc. And actually what symbolized more than anything, more, more than anything else, like a, a high-end, upscale neighborhood, but you can see, you go down. Are they still excavating? this area and they still uh, on a very low scale. I mean the okay. main excavations are over as you can see the atmosphere yeah. and the uh, open to the public. once in a while you can see over there they do something on a very very small scale. I believe that it's all a matter of uh, money and priorities. There's a guy named Father Kelly, I mean Marcus knows him. That's his, that's his life mission. He's here for almost 20 years and what he does is really tries to promote it and actually fund his money. And, because uh, it's all supervised by the antiquity authorities of the uh, state of Israel. But Israel doesn't have the money to fund all of those excavations. So we put some money and based on priority, I mean we prioritize. Yeah. And if you want extra, you need to bring the money from wherever you bring it. So for instance, uh, we're going to be in the city of David. Part of it is, again, funded by sources coming from, from, from outside of the country. Same as here. Father Kelly is a good follower. Oh, yeah. He's, okay. He knows how to use social media. He's <laughs> really like it. I'll have to check him out. He's a master in social media. But he's a nice, he's very nice. He's a nice What do you guys see down here? Water. Of course, water. That's true. Actually, this uh, this is already dry. Staircase uh, down to the water. But steps going down to the water. What are those kind of two uh, places with, with potentially water and then steps going down? Bath houses. These are two thousand years old Jewish ritual bath, what we call mixes. What a mikveh would, uh, would be used for? Cleansing. It's not a body wash, it's really cleansing. It's a spiritual uh, uh, cleansing. It's, uh, and uh, up to today, it's been used on, I mean, almost on a daily basis by very religious Jews. Uh, we're not going to the definition of the different groups of Jews, but uh, some a group or a stream of Judaism we call Hasidics. They would actually go to the ritual bath every morning before the morning prayer. Others would go every Friday before Shabbat or every holiday evening before the holiday starts. And women would go after the period in order to cleanse themselves from, from the period of time before they would be again allowed for their husbands. So uh, it's still a very relevant ritual in Judaism up to today. One of the most defined and distinct Jewish archaeological artifacts is the ritual bath. 
it's not known by any other civilization at that period of time except for Judaism, not the size, width, dimensions, how much water is supposed to be, source of water must be a natural source of water, you cannot really tap water and pour it in, I mean you really need a, a, a natural source of water, by the way, you can go to the lake, you can go to a river, a stream, you can go to the Mediterranean Sea, it's a natural source of water in order to actually have the same ritual of cleansing your soul and body. Uh, most people would go to public ones, but if you're an aristocrat, you live in a, a high, on an upper scale or high-end kind of neighborhood, you would have a private one in your basement. Hmm. So having these beautiful mosaics together with those ritual baths underneath, these were definitely two main compounds of probably wealthy people who lived in Magdala at the time, uh, and they had their own private ritual bath. Where can we see the same example of private ritual bath? When you go to Jerusalem, in the upper city of Jerusalem at the time, we're going to be in Jerusalem, so we're going to walk through the Jewish quarter. That used to be the upper city of Jerusalem at the time. Who lived in the upper city? Aristocrats. Who would be the aristocrats of the time? The Kohanim. Kohanim. Sadducees, right? The Kohanim, the priests, the Levim, the Levites. Some connect people who were connected, same as today, and Roman officials. And they would all live in the upper city. How archaeologically, what actually defined those aristocracy of the city of Jerusalem? Private ritual bath. Because those priests, those Kohanim, used to do the worshipping, the real sacrifice at the temple for, for the ordinary people, right? They are the ones to be, to enter the holy when they did the sacrifice, right? And the high priest was allowed once a year on Yom Kippur to get into the Holy of Holies. So instead of going down to the public ritual bath and being contaminated by the ordinary Israelite, they had their own private ritual bath and a bridge to take them straight from the upper city to the temple court. Mm. What has defined the high-end uh, high aristocracy? Kitchen vessels made out of china, not pottery. Or a living wood table made out of marble and not a limestone. That definitely defines uh, a very high standards of life. And this is not far from that. I mean, there was aristocracy here in Magdala at the time of Jesus. And these were definitely the people Jesus criticized. I mean, like today, power corrupts. Those Kohanim were supposed to be the, pure, the purest people, the closest to God, whatever. And they got connected with all the, you know, Roman officials, etc. And when Jesus turned over the tables of the money changers from, I mean, at the top of the Temple Mount in the royal portico, that symbolized of that corruption. Then allowed people to actually do business in the holiest place. Uh, so this is uh, sort of similar to that aristocracy that we know from Jerusalem. Some of them lived here and um, had the influence of those Sadducees in the periphery as well. So probably these are the people who had those private ritual baths in their homes, also in Magdala. And that's pretty amazing. I mean, uh, again, uh, these are all new from the uh, new excavations. Uh, so that's, these are the, the new complexes being actually open to the public uh, about maybe two, three years before COVID. And uh, yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool. I mean, this is the closest we can really step on on the land where Jesus stepped 2,000 years ago. Yeah. Really, I mean... You said the name of that, is it Richard Bath? Like R-I-C-H-E-R, Richard? Ritual, yeah. 
Ritual. 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 Okay. Now, R-I-T-U-A-N. Now, a mikvah, please correct me if I'm wrong, but the water that it's filled with has to be like untouched by human hands or natural flowing. Natural flowing. Natural flowing. So what water was this? Did they bring it from the, from the uh, sea? From the lake. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The best you can get. Uh, there's also dimensions, how big it's supposed to be, what's the amount of water supposed to be there. Because the way you go in, you're completely naked and nothing's supposed to separate between the body and the water. So you really need to be able to really get to be that, I mean, really immersed in depth the whole body in. That's why the size had to be deep enough for the entire body to get in.